the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and welcome to Tuesday, the 17th day of January. Already uh, halfway gone through the first month of 2023. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com and uh, earnings season has started you know, started with the banks uh, last week a lot of additions to loan loss provisions uh, we had a few more the investment uh, Morgan Stanley Goldman Sachs Jason more of the same and especially from Goldman of course we, we said it last week Goldman has a lot of exposure uh, to we'll, we'll call it the Subprime credit card markets, uh, the worst uh, result from Goldman Sachs in over a decade. Gotcha muted, so so we'll work on it. Oh, he's got, he, he doesn't know. We'll see uh, how that comes out. I don't know if maybe Jack doesn't have him on or not, but we'll get we'll get him worked out. Uh, yeah, but but uh, Morgan was okay. Uh, they 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 also like everybody else uh, continue to add to loan losses. Uh, Goldman, though, a huge increase in their loan loss reserves. Uh, and like we said, the worst profit in over a decade has the Dow down uh, almost 400 points this morning. Matter of fact, uh, gold's off a little bit, silver's off a little bit. Not bad, but a little bit. Uh, the only thing's up today, the volatility index in crude oil. Uh, crude oil up again as China, the reopening now starting to gain a lot more momentum as the economic data getting a little better in China this morning, uh, which, again, uh, that reopening there is going to, to cause a lot more pressure on the in the energy sector because uh, they really fell off. And, Jason, they seem to be uh, coming out of it now. Still can't hear them, so... I don't know. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Uh, but but uh, the the other thing, so i got to bring this up. If you go to allamericangold.com, uh, there's a video there talking about uh, Kroger and all the empty shelves. You know, Kroger, Walmart's the largest grocery retailer. Uh, Kroger's the second largest, and, of course, uh, Kroger now is going to be Kroger, uh, Safeway, Albertson, Fry's, Ralph's. I mean, they own a ton of different names across the country. Uh, but uh, with all the empty shelves, and it's just so ironic, is yesterday my wife had to go pick up a few things, uh, and she she was uh, at Walmart, and it was incredible. About now? She comes home. There you go. You're back. She comes okay. home, right. and she tells me, man. I don't know what's going on, but we know about eggs, right? She knows about eggs. I know about it. She goes, there wasn't any. But we were looking for, uh, she, we needed toothpaste and, and, and nose spray. So I'm, I'm one of those guys that I, I get 
super congested, so I got I used a no, no spray uh, a, on a nightly basis. Wiped out at, at Walmart. She goes, there was only a couple of tubes of toothpaste. She goes, I just, she goes, I only need one. I bought them both because I don't know what it's going to be there. And, and the no spray, same thing. She goes, totally wiped out. And the other thing she was noticing is the uh, the private label brands uh, seem to be gone, right? Customers are like, man, I want to pay the least amount, and, and you can't even do that because they don't even have it, Jason. Yeah, I think as this year goes on, we're going to see a little more of that. Uh, and and uh, what can I say, Joe? It's uh, It's been a rocky several years. I mean, 2019, it really, it, that, that's where it started. It started in 2019. And we've had emergency after emergency hit us uh, every year after that. I think we got another one, whatever they're going to cook up this year, because this this there's going to be a, a lot of economic stress this year, Joe. I go to the, I go to this, uh, the stores to buy stuff, just like you're talking. Things are missing off the shelves. You know, it's 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 like spotty now. The the shelves are kind of full, but like this item is empty, and then there's another item that's empty. It's 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 uh, kind of a symptom to a, a larger problem. Yeah, and I, we call it facing over. Uh, when you're in retail. In other words, hey, we don't have any of this stuff, so let's move the price tag over so there's a, just a, a small gap and, and we'll just expand uh, the amount of the stuff that we do have. Uh, prices continue. I'm telling you right now, prices, uh, they're not going down at the store. I'm, I'm just telling you that right now. When we get back, uh, the CEO of Unilever. So when you look at, at grocery stores, uh, Unilever, they're a huge. They're a huge non-foods uh, company in the in the retail industry. And the CEO of Unilever uh, saying, "Hey, guess what? Prices aren't done going up. Uh, not only that, and, and and to say that empty shelves." That's not a thing of the past either, Jason. So, again, uh, it's an interesting story that's being played out. We're saying, hey, inflation's coming down. But now uh, small businesses last week said, hey, I don't know anything about that. Prices aren't going down. Everything's costing me more. And then all of a sudden uh, we're starting on earnings calls here. These CEOs are saying, hey, they're still not done going down. Well, I guess not going up. I'm sorry, my bad. It's still not done. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll see this for a long time. I mean, Joe, we've been around how many years? Uh, I've, we've never I've never seen deflation that was permanent. There's 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 no deflation. It's always inflation. They've built it into the the, the mold, so to speak. Prices just get more expensive, right, Joe? Yeah. Well, you it's know, a lot what? more we now. Get, we get do we get deflation, but we only get it during crashes. Yep. Well, is that what we're getting ready for? I think it is. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason. Patriot Radio News Hour. The Dow down three hundred and eighty points. The S and P's down twelve. The Nasdaq's down. 40, uh, gold's down 8, and, and I know Kitco has it down less, but the price is the same here. 1914, silver's down 25 cents, 24 dollars and 10 cents. This market update brought to you by 
our friends at Y Refi. You've heard Jason and I talk about it. Listen, you got to have your gold and silver put away. We know that. Listen, for your, your 401ks and your IRAs, right? You have my son Joey takes care of you on, on that side. This extra stuff, Y Refi, you got to look into it. If you got 50000 or more to invest, you need to check out these guys. High rates of return. It's guaranteed, not correlated to the stock market. Doesn't matter what inflation's doing, right? Doesn't matter about Goldman Sachs and having the worst profit in 10 years or Unilever saying, hey, inflation hasn't peaked yet. Check them out. Right now, listen, you have to be accredited. But I know a lot of you out there, hey, I may not be accredited. I'm really close, but I may not be accredited. But I've got 50000 Call them anyway. They're getting ready to end that. Get on the list here. InvestYRefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. 888-YREFI24. If you want to call 888-Y-REFI-24. And, of course, for those of you that don't know, uh, they deal only in the distressed private student loan industry. These are student loans that have been in default, uh, that that people have been written off by the banks, Jason. Uh, it's just a great program. It does a lot of good. Y-REFI's got a great system in place to make sure they've got – the, the right people that are ready to pay these student loans off. And, and the great part is the average payoff with Y-Refi only eight and a half years. I mean, that's nothing. And nowadays, you talk about student loans, there's people that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, still trying to pay that stuff off. So uh, check those guys out. But, Jason, the news of the day had to be Goldman Sachs with the huge increase and their loan loss provisions, and obviously uh, the equity side of things not doing very well. We know this. The tech industry has been laying off. The banking industry has been laying off, and everyone's waiting for that other shoe to drop. And, and the Fed and Janet Yellen trying to convince everything, everybody that inflation has peaked. But I'm going to say this. I'm hedging my bets here. Economic data out of China today, much better than expected. And they continue now to start adding more energy to their imports. So they want more oil. They want more coal. They want more soybeans. They want more corn. So uh, it looks like China's reopening here. And then, of course, this morning you, you got the big – we haven't even talked about it. All the, uh, the millionaires and the billionaires, these multinational corporations – they're all in Davos having their little meeting right now, Jason. Yeah, I, I didn't get to read the whole story, but uh, the World Economic Forum, I heard some some of the big players are dropping out. Is that right? You know, I, I, <laughs> is, that, is that organization actually having a little infighting there? I heard George Soros and uh, and uh, a couple other guys were dropping out of that thing. So yeah, I, Soros uh, isn't going to be there. He's going to give a speech that's, you know, he's going to, give a speech, you know, a Zoom speech, uh, said there was a scheduling conflict that was unavoidable. I mean, I don't know about that. Right? I, I don't know if I'm buying that or not. Is this the fear about the airline pilots that are vaccinated? Is that what this is? Uh, you know what? I hate. 
Well, that, that, that's, uh, there's that talk out there. I saw that article as well that, uh, uh, they don't want pilots that have been vaccinated. I don't know if that's true or not, right? I, I don't want to, I don't want to get into to, to that, right? You know, but the timing but, uh, is who knows? guys not to show up. I mean, you gotta understand, I mean, Going to Davos, this is this is the uh, this is the big clubs party. This is their parties, right? You know, that to not go to that, there's got to be some, something extremely wrong with with uh, with the situation. And why not fly out there? I mean, Joe, if, if I was rubbing shoulders with all the big wigs of the world, what, you know, isn't that the place you've got to go? It only, you almost have to go, right? It's not like, hey, you and your buddies out at the last minute, right? Here it is. It's, it's Tuesday, and you're like, hey, hey, let's all go to Davos on Friday, right? And no, they do. I mean, this thing's planned out probably years in advance, years right? It's, uh, uh, right? I mean, <laughs> scheduling. Uh, anyway, well, you know what? This was where the Unilever CEO was. That's why I kind of brought it up. But uh, listen to what he had to say, and this is the thing. Where I always get a little worried because, you know, Jason and I have been saying, hey, listen, we think this is kind of an inflation head fake, right? We, we, we got some cheaper energy prices, and, and that helped a little bit. But I haven't seen the massive amount of layoffs to say inflation's going to go down. We kind of think that maybe this is one of those uh, short-lived things and that it rebounds later. But the CEO of Unilever says that prices will continue to rise in the near term, adding that his firm has a playbook for high inflation. And listen to what he's talking about. And again, Unilever is a global company. Thanks to its business dealings in markets like Argentina and Turkey, and, of course, we know Argentina and Turkey, they can have inflation. It's all over the board, right? They can have 100% inflation one month, then it's 10% deflation, then it's 30% inflation. And he's somehow saying, hey, don't worry about us because, hey, we're used to dealing with really high inflation. Kind of letting us know, hey, you haven't seen the the totality of the inflation that you're going to see here at home. Yeah, that's that's right, Joe. And I, I like the idea of the head fake. I mean, um, they did raise rates very fast last year compared to other other times they've risen the rates. So uh, they could have uh, heated it up, so to speak. The the the, the key is going to be Joe that if they really want inflation to go away and stay away, is that they rose the rates as fast as they could. Even if they're going to pause, they don't lower the rates and they don't print money but when the government wants you know 1.7 you know trillion dollar budgets and things like this it's, it's it doesn't seem to me like the printing is done I, I think they've been printing money this whole time anyways i know that the balance sheet's gone down a little bit but that doesn't mean they're not sending money around and if, if what happens with the markets i mean let's face it the uh the markets are like a, a paper bridge you add you know if you if you uh Put a little too much weight on it, and you crash right through it. And I think when when you're you're increasing the rates, you got to do it. It's like a balancing act. And I think the Fed's doing the best job they can, but there's just too much inflative pressure versus the market crashing. There's just it's one or the other, Joe. It's always one or the other when you have 32 trillion dollars in debt, and your Ponzi scheme is about as weak as it's been in a long time. Yeah, the for the past 18 months, this is still the Unilever CEO in Davos. 
extraordinary input cost pressures. It runs across protochemical delivered products. Right? We don't really talk about that very often. This is going to be your packaging, right? This is your, your your plastics, right? This is this is your things that all the products come in, right? This is going to be, uh, you know, you know, think about like cardboard to, to put the yep. products in and and all of that stuff. Uh, they're talking about agriculture derived. Products. So when you think about a company as big as Unilever and all the products that they carry, and hey, we, we, we get a lot of, uh, of ingredients, right, from the agricultural side of things, energy, transportation, logistics. I mean, did he miss anything? He basically said, listen, it's all still here. It's been feeding through for quite some time, and here was the key part. We've been accelerating the rate of price increases that we've had to put into the market. So again, Unilever saying, I don't know, you can say it's peak, we're still, matter of fact, not only are we raising, we're accelerating the pace, Jason. Interesting, you mentioned the packaging. I was, I was at the grocery store, I don't know, several days ago. And I think they're going to – I think what's happening is they're encouraging the smaller packaging because I was looking at, uh, for an example, potato chips. Usually when you buy cereals, potato chips, all these other foods, you buy the bigger box with the more ounces and, and you get like a discount. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a discount for buying more. Yeah, the, the family size. The family size. Well, the family size chips was more expensive per ounce than the regular bag. And the only thing I think of is, well, they're probably trying to get out of these larger bags. The packaging is probably too expensive, and they're and they're pushing everybody into what they're probably buying a lot of, which is the smaller packaging, which may be just more available and and more cost effective for them, Joe. So uh, I encourage people go out there and look at the large size versus the small size and do the price per ounce. And I'll bet you're going to be shocked that uh, you're not getting discounts for uh, buying more ounces anymore, Joe. You know what? And it could be like you said, hey, the the cost of that family size packaging. Is too expensive, or hey, our wholesaler, whoever we're getting the packaging from, is telling us, okay, we only got X amount. So, how much of each package size do you want? Right? Or and they're Joe, saying, well, we, we, making, we need more of the regular size, so let's make the family size more expensive. They might say, hey, we're only getting so many so many materials, so we're making this size. Right. So, so go be better to go discourage those other sizes because we're not providing for you. Anyway, that's all these things, Joe. And you just talked about shortages on the shelves. That's that's a shortage on their shelf. You know, they hey, they they, they might have six sizes. You're you're going down to three sizes. And and then he talked about energy. And I think this is really where all of this plays out. I really do. I think we got lucky. We got really lucky last year that that crude oil didn't get worse. I, I thought for sure we could see, and I'm not talking about California gas, okay, but 5 and $6 a gallon uh, in most places in the country. We got lucky. Two ways we got lucky. Number one, we didn't have the hurricane go down refinery alley, right? We got lucky there. And then secondly, we got lucky that China was instituting extremely heavy-handed lockdowns for most of last year. The average, the average, you know, day, China would have anywhere between two to 400 million people locked down. 
Uh, and, and now that that's gone, here's what he had to say about energy, because I, I found this very uh, interesting and worrisome. It's very hard to predict the future of commodities markets. Okay, yeah, that's, I don't think that's a huge statement. But if you press the major oil CEOs, they've been a little cagey giving an outlook on energy prices. Unilever says that we know for sure there's more inflationary pressures coming through our input costs. And I think that's just a way of Jason, he's talking to the oil guys, and the oil guys are saying, yeah, listen, uh, you just saw cheap oil, right? This was cheap oil. China's reopened now. We don't have the inventory, the strategic oil reserve, right? We're not going to get extra oil there. And why do I feel like the Biden administration made a mistake two weeks ago when they said that they're not going to refill it because it was too expensive, and all his oil's done since then is go up about another $10 a barrel. Biden's done nothing but try to uh, shorten the supply of oil and, and, and push the price up. So when a president who makes decisions for a country on some level, and, and uh, I'm sure he's being told, <laughs> I don't believe any president really makes any decisions. I think their handlers do, but... But when the president goes out in the open and says something specific like that, they're obviously going to trigger a response from other countries. So why would he even say that, Joe? You know, we'll refill it when it gets cheaper. Doesn't that just tell all the other countries, oh, let's push the price? Isn't that what it tells right. them? Right. <laughs> well, let's not make it too cheap. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, got a couple of good items here today. Uh, silver. We talked a lot about silver. Uh, you know, especially in light of the uh, the CEO from Sunshine really shedding light on why premiums have been so high, which is saying, hey. We're producing all the silver discs we can produce, uh, and global demand is through the through the roof. So you're you're getting what you're going to get, and there's no more to get. Uh, but it, we have this this lull in premiums right now. Uh, last week we we put an all out buy uh, on silver because of the premium, and and Jason, I, the, the fear is. Hey, silver is going to go up six or ten more dollars this year. I think that's at least that's my feeling. Uh, the problem is we're going to probably see the premiums go back to where they were. So add another six dollars. Now you're talking about prices of silver going up, you know, twelve to sixteen dollars, which is why we're saying, hey, put it put it away now. Uh, we had a great special last week on, on silver uh, uh, half dollars. This week it's silver quarters. Uh, rolls of silver quarters are going to be $200 a roll uh, for silver quarters today at 800 951 And then just real quick here, just because I, I didn't do it before, yeah, you're talking, that's 
just under, just under, hold on a minute, let me make sure I got to get, I got to get my math right here, Jason. I, I, I went to public school. So just under $28. Wow. That's the, the, the price here. I mean, that really is in line with the historic averages. You know, we said that about uh, half dollars last week. So rolls of silver quarters this week. At $200 at 800-951-0592. And then on the gold side, uh, $20 gold pieces, 1 through 9. We're going to do a volume discount here. 1 through 9 at 2150 10 or more at 2135 at 800-951-0592. And like I said, gold right now down 7 at 1915, silver's down 25 cents at $24.12. Silver started the year 2010 at 1717 an ounce. At the end of 2010, silver was at $30.63. So a $13 move in silver has already historically happened. Uh, when the prices are higher, the percentages means that uh, we're at uh, 24 essentially, we could see 32 or to 36 silver this year, very easily. We could see 40 silver really. Uh, that, that's how fast it can move. We, you know, it all depends on what the markets are going to do, and then uh, what what's going to happen in the world. I was, Joe, I was watching uh, uh, Stansbury Research. It was uh, Dan Daniela Carbone. You know, you, you've seen the guy, and then yep. Gerald Salenti. Yep, she he does a lot of those interviews. Uh, used to do all those Kitco interviews for years. Uh, now it works at Stanberry. Yeah, and Gerald Salenti was on, and uh, it's it's funny because he's he's talking about the world and how it's broken up into different philosophies. And he said the West is really a a war mentality because the Rothschilds have reaped a lot of benefit over the centuries from war and being on both sides. He, he said that the Chinese and the Russians and others are a little bit more on the business side. They just want to t be sovereign and, and take care of their own country more than anything. They don't really want to mess up the world scheme. They just want to make sure that their part is, is taken care of. He says that's kind of what's going on in his opinion. <laughs> he won't believe it. He whips out a magazine, the, tre the Trends Journal, uh, released on February 22nd, 2022, and it says, from the COVID war to the Ukraine war to world war. He says the prices are going, you know, the markets are weak. Everything we're saying, Joe, and, he's like, and he said the same thing that I've been saying. There will be a false flag event or a nuclear exchange, which will then be the emergency that they'll blame all this on, and they'll just everyone will forget. And he started talking about all the economic nightmares before the dot-com bubble. And then you, and then you have, you know, then, then you have 9/11, uh, and you and you have uh, uh, all these emergencies economically happening, like 2019, the repo market's collapsing, the Chinese and the Japanese are selling all of their treasuries, or selling tons of it, and uh, suddenly here comes coronavirus. So he, he's saying we're there again. This this is it's just happening at a more rapid pace. He's he's, he's telling everyone to hold on, Joe, because it's it's everything we've been talking about. And I I totally agree with him. False flag or some sort of emergency is going to happen. Well, let, I, you know, those are right. The, you know, we used to call those the black swans, right? Uh, the, these these events that nobody really sees coming. Uh, but again, there's so many moving parts to this thing globally. It's going to be uh, very interesting. You know, obviously we hope not. 
You know, I'm not basing anything that we're talking about about uh, any any an event like that. Because uh, then you, you take all these cards off the table. I think what we're really focusing in, in, in here on is so far, at least from the financial institutions, earnings haven't been great, right? Loan loss continues to pile up. Unilever saying, hey, we're still raising prices. Uh, China's reopened. Uh, matter of fact, OPEC just came out and said, listen, we, we, China's going to add at least 800,000 to a million barrels of oil a day. They expect China to have hit a new all-time high for oil usage in 2023. Uh, and, and, Jason, I'm still anticipating a weak dollar. And, and obviously, all of those elements help drive gold and silver prices. Yeah, and I don't know how weak the dollar will be versus other currencies because I think other currencies will drop also, so making the dollar look okay. But, Joe, I think uh, I think we are absolutely going to see a weaker dollar because they are going to stop raising rates. They are going to yep. be in a wait-and-see position yep. for at least a little while. And then what? I mean, what if, if the, 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 the false flag emergency happens? Then they'll start, you know, well, well we got to drop the rates. we got to start printing. we got, we got to save the country from this, this horrible emergency. You know, Joe, that's 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 what I what I see happening. And you're right, you, you can't really call these things, but you, you can make a mountain out of a molehill anytime you want. I said during the the COVID uh, emergency, I said several times, like, look, all you have to do is shine a spotlight onto something, and they could just turn it into a worldwide emergency. I said, what what about uh, animals in, in shelters, right? You know, you know, the dog catcher, they have all these shelters, right? And people put their animals, you know, hey, I'll put the animal in the no-kill shelter, and then the no-kill shelter sends the animals to the kill shelter, and they still kill the animals. And, if they put a spotlight on animals at shelters, everybody would have 15 dogs and cats in their in their living room because there would be so much uh, worry over this new news story that went all over the world, right, Joe? They'll create an emergency. It will happen. Take the radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason here. Patriot Radio News Hour. U.S. twenty dollar gold. Uh, we got a volume special going on. One through nine, two thousand one hundred and fifty. Ten or more, two thousand one hundred thirty-five. And then silver quarter rolls. Rolls of 40 silver quarters, so pre-1965 silver quarters. Uh, just like, you know, like uh, like now, you know, you get a, a roll of quarters from the bank. It's got $10 worth of quarters in it. Same thing here. You're going to get 40 silver quarters. They're at $200. Uh, that puts, puts your, your price point at below $28. Uh, we got silver sitting here at $24.15. Uh, it's just a great time to pick up silver uh, with this low premium. For however long we have it, hey, we'll take it. Uh, and, and having this, uh, the, these premiums available right now, uh, it, it's a great thing. So rolls of silver quarters, $200 a roll. Uh, the the $20 Liberties, $21.51 through 9, 10 or more, 
And Jason, I've got those prices up on our website as well at allamericangold.com. Yeah, start stacking and keep on stacking. And this is, once again, uh, with the lower spot price and the higher premiums, and now the higher spot price and the lower premiums, silver's been in this section of time where, you know, we're going to look back and say, hey, that's where you could get, you know, rolls of, of, of this for this price or an ounce of gold for that price. And it was in that range for, this, for the, you know, I guess a couple of years, Joe. I mean, looking at that, that gold chart again, which I go to regularly because you want to you want to look at this stuff. It's been going up every year as as an average closing price since 2015, and you had uh, from essentially 2012 all the way through 2018. That was a large chunk of time to be buying. And Joe will tell you that their gold sales were uh, before I jumped on. They were, they were kind of tepid for those years because it was just lower. It had come down from that spiked high. And, and uh, suddenly, uh, 2018 was in 2019. Those were the last couple of years where it was kind of in that, that zone you should have bought it in. And then it jumped up in 2020 to 1773 was the average closing price. And uh, 2021, 1798. Now, in the last couple of years, 2021, 2022, 2023, we've been around spot price gold around 1800. That's coming to an end. We're already over 1900 on spot price with the premiums lower. The next thing that's going to happen, Joe, is higher spot price, higher premiums, and we're going to bump up a couple of hundred dollars. And looking at that 2010, uh, how everything jumped, Joe, we could have one of those years this year. Yeah, and and I think we will. And and again, I think that the the central banks of the world they're going to use they'll spend anything uh, to try to convince people that somehow uh, inflation is over, there's not a chance. The, the, the amount of money they created out of thin air, I'm sorry, just doesn't work that way uh, unless it's a, a huge uh, economic, you know, recession-type, depression-type levels. And then I just saw a flash across my screen here, the ECB now saying, hey, after our February meeting, we want to slow uh, the pace of rate hikes. Uh, so, Jason, again, another one of those things that that points to, uh, you know, and, and you talked about the Unilever CEO said, hey, come out, it's kind of hard to know, but if we're talking about slowing, if we're talking about slowing the rate hikes and then, of course, stopping rate hikes, that's going to put wind behind that commodity sale. And like I said, uh China's back open again. Uh, look at copper, four and a quarter on copper, right? Because China's starting to move again. And I think this is, you know, one of those things where once again, Jason, why should we be surprised? Uh, but I, I just see another policy mistake coming out of the central bank. Well, I mean, and they don't have a lot of room for success, you know, and, and, uh, the one thing they got, Joe, is they know what they're going to do when they're going to do it, and their friends know what they're going to do and when they're going to do it. So I don't, I don't think these guys really care too much, Joe, from the Fed on up. Uh, things are going to go down. Things are going to go up. If you simply know what the future of finance is going to be, you can always make money. So it's, you know, I think that's why they always have all these lagging indicators. You know, instead of leading indicators, they have lagging indicators. So, so that way we're always looking at what happened last month. Well, what about what's going to happen next week and next month? Why don't they just show those numbers? And there's not a lot of projection numbers that, that you can trust, right, Joe? Well, let's face it. If, if, the, if we were going off of projections, then everybody that worked at the central bank should be fired. 
right? I mean, they're, they're never, I mean, they're not even close. And, and, and if you really, if you put out uh, the projections that Jason and I give versus the central bank, you would think, oh, my gosh, these two clowns, these, these guys, look how smart these two guys are compared. And we, and we don't even get to look at all the data they get to look at. Look, in, in, I think it was 1816, I can't remember what year it was, the, uh, the Battle of Waterloo, you know, the Rothschilds bankers, they made a, they made a projection. They, 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 they had some news. They said, oh, you know, Napoleon won. Oh, Napoleon, they're coming for us, right? And everybody sold everything. Everybody sold everything. And who bought it all? Who bought the Rothschilds bought it all? They bought the entire country of England in one deception. They owned the crown. The kings and queens of England now did what the Rothschilds wanted. That's what bad information does for the rich and powerful, Joe. Yeah, and they they just spew it out. I mean, let's face it. Uh, I've got DirecTV. So I've got Fox Business Channel. Uh, we, I've got CNBC Asia. i got CNBC Europe, right? I'll call it CNBC International. That's another channel. Then I've got CNBC then I've got Bloomberg, right? They've got four or five channels dedicated to gaslighting all of us with these baloney projections they keep throwing out there. That's why you put gold and silver away. 800-951-0592. Jason and I coming right back with the final segment. Nine five one zero five nine two. Joe and Jason wrapping up the Patriot Radio News Hour. Of course, we're coming right back with the half-empty cup. Uh, and I think it's going to be a pretty interesting show, so make sure you tune into that. Uh, as we wrap up here for the day, uh, silver quarters uh, on sale at $240 a roll, and then uh, the $20 gold pieces we got that volume discount, one through nine at 2150 You buy ten or more, Jason, uh, we take that price down to 2135 at 800-951-0592. Stack it up, man. If you have the ability to, to cash in whatever it is or you have money sitting around, um, you know, I just, uh, I, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the things that we've been talking about, especially the last few weeks, and especially just, you know, even just yesterday with uh, ESG scores and digital currencies. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, well, let's just say that if they have the same event that they did with gold in 1933, we're turning in. <laughs> Once again, I, I was thinking the same thing, but Gerald Salente, he's, uh, he and I have uh, similar uh, ideas on, on how things are going to go. Joe, think about the guy that has the, uh, the the large amount of cash buried in the backyard, you know, the farmer, you know, the guy who's uh, got it in the mattress, you know, just for a rainy day. And then they say, well, it's going to be worth nothing on X date in three months or next month or next week, right? When you bring all that cash in, I get the feeling that the 87,000 new uh, IRS agents have a lot of work to do. That's, that's what I'm wondering why, why they get those hiring those guys, Joe. Well, I'm going to say this. The the show that we got on the half empty, we're going to start talking about what is uh, this going to be all about. You know, one of the things, and you've heard uh, Glenn Beck and others uh, speculating 
that when the digital currency comes, hey, we're gonna we're also gonna pick not only are we gonna pick winners and losers, we're gonna tell you how much money in your bank account you can have. Uh, they're also, Jason, I think gonna use this as a way to whether it be uh, reparations or hey, you're you're in the right uh, minority class, you get you get to keep more of your money or you get bonuses, you get you get special privileges. Uh, these are the things that they'll be able to do with this digital currency. Correct, Joe. And, and, uh, and when there's another massive market crash, which could be this year, essentially, or next year, uh, instead of a bailout, which they won't bail out the banks anymore, they'll, they'll, they'll give people money again like they did and, and, and inflate everything. But this time they'll tell you, here's the money and here's exactly how you're going to spend it. And if you don't, it has a time limit on it. All that's going to be in there. Yeah, they all, yeah, the, absolutely. That's one of their, uh, one of the big things for it is when they do, think about when they do give money to, to the end user. Uh, think about like with COVID when they sent checks. You could do whatever you wanted with that money. And that was a big problem for them, right? They want, first of all, they want you to spend it. They don't want you to pay down debt. They don't want you to save it. They want you to spend it. And, and that's one of the things, too, with that digital currency. They can say, hey, we're going to give you $500, or we're going to give you $1,000, we're going to give you $1,200, whatever it may be. But guess what? Here's what you can't do. You can't use it to pay off debt. And, oh, by the way, we, it has an expiration date that forces you to go out and spend it, right? It's chess, Joe. They gave the money out this last time. The huge inflation came in, and so when this next crash comes, like, well, it's your fault. We gave you the money, and you caused the inflation. Now we're going to give it to you again, and you're going to do it our way. Right, Joe? That's it. Play there you have it. 800-951-0592. Jason and I coming right back with the Half Empty Cup. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.